The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Lexington Community Radio or its board of directors. The views expressed are solely those of the programmers. You are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky, I am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 FM. In addition to listening to us on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, or you can download the Radio Lex app on your smartphone device to listen to us anywhere in the entire world. Amber Turner and I are both broadcasting from the Deborah Hensley Studios here at Radio Lex on North Limestone. Amber, it is a weird Thursday. It's a weird Thursday, a weird start to the show. We, I, I, I mean, I'm you're flustered, frazzled, like uh, Mrs. Frazzle or Mrs. Frizzle, Frizzle. That was her name. Yes, because I forgot my computer, which is the heart and the soul of the show. Because that's where I have my notes, that's where I have the clips, that's where I have everything. And when when I forget that, the show it, it's hard to come in and do a show. So this I don't is, think people want to hear me singing either. So. Yes. So I had to turn around and go back and get my stuff and made it in as we were coming on the air. Hence, I know. While we might be 30 seconds or maybe 60 <laughs> seconds late getting here, but this is a live show. That's one of the endearing things about doing live radio. But this Sunday, Amber, is the start of summer, my favorite season. Are you excited about that? I am, but you know that means it's only one week. Until my birthday. It is, and you, but it's a blessing that you are getting older, 33. Uh, well, thank you for telling everybody how old I was. The ge- I, the, I could have been going with that. I'm 23. The lie. Jesus age. You can't, as a public figure, you can't <laughs> lie about your age. you got to know that. I know. you got to give up on that. You know, I can. I, a girl can dream. So, my favorite part about the summer is, of course, just, well, as a college professor... I like being off summer. That means no homework for me, no work for me, really, during the summer. But Slacker. Yes. I, I like to do all the fun things, the cookouts, the swimming, the freedom to do whatever I want. It, it's nice. What's your favorite thing about summer? Well, I was going to say swimming, but then I'm going to sit over here and get upset because you have this very nice pool mm-hmm. at your apartment complex. Yes. And y'all have yet to get the invite. And I, he knows I love to swim. Uh, well, i tell you what. I'll, we'll work on that next week, I promise. Uh-huh. I mean, we have He been, told me that last week, we, guys. We have been doing some stuff together this week <laughs> we have. this week amber and i we went hiking on a we went on a true <laughs> five mile hike a true five mile hike. i don't think you were ready for that were you? i wasn't anticipating it to be the difficulty level to be as 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 it was and it wasn't like it was just difficult it it, it was challenging it was challenging we went out to raven run lost my sunglasses <laughs> he did guys if you've ever been out to raven run we were going out to see the waterfall and I knew I heard something kaplunk. But that's one of the great things about summertime is you can do things like that. Spend time outside. You can visit new places in your area. Lexington, I've lived here going on a decade. And there are still stuff here in this city that I've never done and I want to do. And summer's a good time to go out and do that kind of stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess it just depends on what you want to do. Because, you know, we know with summer, you know what else that brings? What? 
crowds. Well, it also brings flip flops and sandals, and I hate those. I'm not a Thank fan. You. I'm not a fan of flip flops or sandals, and especially when men wear them. It freaks me <laughs> out when a man puts on a pair of flip flops or puts on a pair of sandals. It does, and I, I don't understand why you feel like it's necessary, man, to put on your sandals and show us your toes and your long toenails and your dirty feet, <laughs> your little hairy toes. We don't want to see that. And people will wear those in anywhere. They'll wear them into restaurants I where know. people. Eat so I have to, you know how sometimes your eyes will just gaze and just drift as you eat. Mm-hmm. Sometimes y'all be eating me a nice cheeseburger mm-hmm. and I'll just drift over and I'll see Johnny's hairy toes because he's wearing sandals. <laughs> or Helen's crusty heels. Yes. Ooh, yes. And some people have the nasty. It's always the people with the nastiest feet. That always want to wear sandals. That wear the flip flops. Yes. So we do get to, I think the only time, the mm-hmm. only time sandals or flip-flops mm-hmm. is appropriate is pool or beach. I agree. Pool or beach. I agree. Don't, I don't be really going don't, to the store and out. I don't see the need in it. What about, you know, when people wear things like that out in public, and when I say things like that, I mean anything got your toes showing. Are you not afraid somebody's going to step on your toes? Well, and it's also, too, you know those flip-flops that girls wear? I, I'm thinking of these old Navy flip-flops yes, that cost like five dollars. Yeah, and you always see just black. Nasty. Black. At the, at the bottom of that flip-flop because, or and I'm talking about where their foot goes. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, you're just showing the world your nastiness. I know. Just, you can always gauge how much a lady bass by what her dirt ring looks like so on her sandals. we have that to look forward to. We have uh, flip-flops, bonfires. Okay, yeah. We got that to look forward to. Spending time with your pets because outside is a good time, or summertime is a good time to go outside and spend with your pets. Yeah, you know I like to go out and throw the ball around with my dogs. Well, Amber, as of June the 11th, of you know, June 11th, we are wide open as far as here in Kentucky with mm-hmm. the being unmasked. We have been like Kane. We have been exposed. We've been like Kane in WWF, and we've been exposed. We've been unmasked. And we're naked now. And that, don't you feel naked? I absolutely do. Aren't you constantly like uh, feeling your face? Like, where's my mask? I mean, thank God, <laughs> I don't have to wear one. But I still am getting used to that transition of going back into the world where masks aren't required. Mm, I'm just not entirely sure that that's a world I want to go back to just yet. Well. And here's the thing. Have you heard this story, Amber, about the grocery store cashier that was shot and killed because she told a man to put a mask on? I did. I read about that, unfortunately. So authorities said that a cashier was shot and killed by a man who was... uh, It was in a Georgia supermarket, and it happened last Monday. And she just simply asked him to put on a mask. And he left furious Mm -hmm. and then he came back Mm -hmm. and shot her in the head and that made i I don't understand what that accomplished yes this happened at the big bear supermarket and the the person who shot the woman his name was victor tucker jr he was only 30 years old Mm. yes only 30 years i don't understand some people have a problem with getting told what to do any little bit of authority over them they get really angry but how mad are you to go and kill somebody? Shoot them in the head. Don't that just make you kind of like want to sit down and, I don't know, take a look around the world when you get that mad that you just have to take another person's life because they asked you to put a mask on? Asked you to put a mask on. Mm. Yes. So the what, what I have determined after all of this mm-hmm. is to tell 
these cashiers, these Walmart employees, these people who work in customer service. It's not worth it. Don't be the mask police. It's not part of your job description. And if somebody tells you to enforce the mask policy, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it because it ain't worth it. People are getting shot in the head over it. So what are we supposed to be now? Are we supposed to be vaccine police? Are we supposed to be, uh, now that masks are no longer required here in Kentucky, are we supposed to be, as uh, customer service workers, are we supposed to go in and say, hey, do you got your vaccine? That's going to make people upset too. I mean, I, I, I do not foresee us getting to that point. Um, you know, I do know that they have talked about doing some type of vaccine passport for travel, which, you know, that's a whole kind of can of worms in itself. But I hope that that's not, you know, a, I guess something we adopt here in, you know, our little neck of the woods is someone who goes around and asks for a vaccine card if you don't have your mask on. I don't think it's fair. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's fair for these companies to put on these employees to be masks put to be mass police. Oh, I agree with that. And vaccination police. I agree 100% with that. You know, they they expect people to deal with the public, which, you know, we're part of that public. I know how I am sometimes. I'm a little mean. Mm-hmm. I'm a little rude. Mm-hmm. And I can only, you know, I know I know what my level of, of anger is. And just to see that there are people out there in this world that just go right on past my little small level and just go right on through the roof. And then they take someone's life for no reason. Oh, yeah, well, I, I it does feel good to be wide open. I agree. Here in it Kentucky, does. and for things to to start picking back up, I feel like a sense of normalcy is starting to to kick in. And we were talking, Amber, about playing with your pets mm-hmm. and how fun that is. You you have two corgis. I'm looking forward to getting a dog when I get my own home in a fenced-in yard. Maybe a corgi. Maybe. Hey, I've grown to love them, <laughs> but. Did you know that a lot of people, as expected, got dogs during this COVID-19 shutdown in 2020 because dogs are just healing therapy. They are. They help people. They give people companionship. But because of all these adopted dogs Mm -hmm. and that people have done here in this country, a lot of these imported dogs came with rabies. Because they wasn't properly given their shots, and a lot of their rabies certifications were not valid. Wow. So, yes, the CDC has suspended import of dogs from countries with high rabies risk. It says here that officials at the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention announced a new year-long ban on importing dogs from more than 100 countries after a nationwide spike in rabies. I mean, that would be scary if you if you think about rabies and what rabies is, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a virus. It is. And you can catch it through a bite. Uh-huh. And if you catch rabies. Through saliva. Yes. It says it's introduced into the muscle well, it, where it will reproduce and then enter the nerves, mm-hmm. eventually leading to the brain. Yes. And this reminds me of the movie Cujo. It's exactly what it is. Where Cujo <laughs> is bit by a bat. Is it a bat or it's, is, it, it a, a, is it a raccoon? It, I believe it's a bat. I believe so. I think Cujo puts his face in something, so we'll go with a bat. He does. He does, but I'm pretty sure it's a bat, but I don't know. I don't need to go back and see. But (laughs) raccoons do carry. Yes, they do. Raccoons do carry rabies. But because Cujo got bit by that bat, he... became infected and his he got rabbit. infected rabbit rabbit and rabbit makes rabbit. you just go ballistic and it makes you just unaware of what you're doing it makes you very angry because it messes with your nervous system your brain and uh, you the scary thing about 
getting it is human beings can catch it from just a single bite. Absolutely. And if you don't treat it, once it gets to the point of being too late, there's it's to the point of no return. Yes, you will you will succumb to that virus. Yes. Rabies is the deadliest virus known to people and to dogs alike. There's no reliable cure, although vaccines can prevent it. After exposure. So if you do Mm -hmm. get a rabies bite from a dog Mm -hmm. or a raccoon or something like that, you can go get the vaccine uh, to help treat the virus before it spreads. But people really have gotten bitten by rabies. There's actual stories where people have gotten bitten and they didn't know that the dog or the raccoon was rabid and they developed symptoms and it was too late. They couldn't treat it. You know, one of the things about going back to college was, you know, I knew I was going to have to write a lot of papers. You know, I had to write a hundred page paper over rabies. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred pages over rabies. Wade says on the show thread they're in skunks as well. I would say so, so, yes. all of these little pretty things that you like, Amber, these little possums and these these skunks and these all these little mm. disgusting little creatures, mm-hmm. they're probably rabid. Well, that's usually why I put gloves on and I don't be kissing them. Yeah, and, and they tell you the only way to identify if an animal is rabid is just by their actions, watching the way they behave. Yes. So you could always tell. I mean, that would be sad to have an animal and you love them so much, and then all of a sudden uh, they've reached the point of no return. You can't help them. Well, that's usually why, you know, especially here in the city, you know, we do have to keep up with rabies vaccines on our dogs to get them, you know, licensed through the city. So, you know, we've got a lot of programs, you know, implemented already to kind of alleviate some of these issues. But because we had so many dogs being imported in, You know, a lot of these places don't follow the same protocols that we do. So, I mean, I can definitely understand why they did the ban, but I wouldn't be too fearful about things already here in the in the good state. Yes. Well, people on the show thread is saying that the audio and the video is a little choppy. That's a good excuse to just go to the Radiolex app and download that to listen to the audio, or you can go to the web at radiolex.us. We're going to take a quick break, ladies and gentlemen. we got lots more off the cuff coming at you live after these words. Stick with us. Every day I wake up, pour myself a cup of that rich Folgers aroma. The best part of waking up, it's the do-up, do-up, and all I do. The mountain goat aroma always coming through. All the best part of waking up is in your cup. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio. This is not another commercial playing here at the station. This is quite possibly the most famous jingle of all time from Froger's. The best part of waking up is Froger's in your cup. Amber, don't this just make you want to have a nice cup of coffee? I really don't remember it being sang by a boy band when we were growing well, up. Well, it so. was sang by many, many artists. That's yeah. just the jingle of <laughs> that's just the jingle of the song. And I think they call that a rock cappella. A rock cappella. My papa would have said, I ain't buying that with them boys on there singing about it. Yes. We talked about <laughs> infomercials on the show a couple of weeks ago. But today I want to focus on the jingles that are in commercials. Okay. Commercials, we used to live in a time, Amber, when we 
would watch the commercials. Mm -hmm. People today don't watch commercials. Their ads you can easily skip. If a commercial exists, it's usually only 10 to 15 seconds. In the time that we grew up, in the time uh, beyond, before us, those people, they grew up watching commercials too. So there's a lot of jingles that a lot of our listeners probably will remember. Now, if you don't know what a jingle is, a jingle is the song that advertisers, marketers use to help sell their product. Uh, There used to be a time when people uh, could... And I think it's... I mean, jingles still exist today in, in advertising. People can identify... A brand, a company, just based off a tune or uh, one little snippet in a song, and it's a very powerful tool that marketers use. Yeah, it's a quick and easy reference for people, and it usually gets stuck in your head. Very much so. It has the power to spark nostalgic feeling, and it gets stuck in your head for days. Yeah, absolutely. Not even days. Like, there's some that have been in there rattling around in my brain for years. There's, uh, I mean, the songs, they wiggle into our brains and hearts, and they make us remember things that we love the most. So, <laughs> I'm going, I've compiled, Amber, that's what I'm good at, is compiling lists. But Here I've, we go, guys. I've compiled a list of some of the most recognizable jingles that you can think of. Now, off the top of your head, mm-hmm. what's what are you thinking of? 1-800-STEAMER. <laughs> Stanley Steamer gets carpet cleaner. What about this one? One, two, one, two, three, four. Give me a break. Give me a break. Yes. You remember that one? Absolutely. And what's cool about these commercials is we remember Give Me a Break, Give Me a Break, Give Me a Break off that Kit Kat bar, but there's more to the song than just that. Oh, yeah. That's great. I think that might be one of the most recognizable because that was done in the 80s. Okay. And it's still... Stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Whenever I see Kit Kat, I'm always I'm, I hear that song in my head. Well, because I, I I think because they did reinvent. I know I made fun of the gentleman singing Folgers, but I think because they kept them and reinvented them all the time, that's what kept them kind of in our brain. Okay, the next one here, and I love this because it brings back so much nostalgia. Band Aids. Okay. Remember Band Aids jingle? If you don't, I'm sure this will refresh your memory. I am stuck on Band-Aid cause Band-Aid stuck on me. And the commercials were great. Announcing an improved stay on adhesive on Band-Aid. I am stuck on Band-Aid because Band-Aid stuck on me. So it's saying that in in the commercial it's got people and water and and golfing and it's got they're doing all these sweaty activities but the Band-Aid is still stuck on them. I ain't never had that happen before. I am stuck Oh, Band-Aid's brand, cause Band-Aid's stuck on me. Here we go. Here's another one. Kay. This one is from Huggies. Oh. Remember this one? Mommy, wow. I'm, I'm a, a big, big kid, kid now. now. I'm a big kid. Look what I can do. I can wear big kid pants, too. Only pull-ups training pants have stretchy sides. Like real underpants for the snuggest, trimmest, big. I gotta get to my favorite part before I turn it off. <laughs> I never thought that we could say underpants. There's nothing like pull-ups. Mommy, wow! I'm a big kid now. Yeah. 
Yes, and you felt like a big kid when you heard it. Or or, or when you had uh, those pull-ups on, you felt like a big old kid. <laughs> I don't know that I actually remember the days of wearing pull-ups. This so. is a jingle. Everybody knows this jingle. Everybody knows what restaurant this is from. So where's that from? Subway. So Subway is... Eat fresh. Eat fresh. So just with their simple song, you know, it's Subway. I know you remember this one. (laughs) Do you remember the company? Friskies? Perina Meow Mix. Meow Mix. Okay, maybe they should have done a better job with their advertising. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. And, Amber, this, since you were so, well, I can't give you 100%. You missed that one. That was a 9 out of 10. So uh-huh. let's play a little jingle game. Okay. I'm going to play some tunes, and you tell me what they are, and let's see what Amber scores, ladies okay. and gentlemen. Let's see if uh, she can recognize these famous these famous jingles. Mm. Do you know that one? Absolutely not. You don't recognize that one. Okay, here is the answer. Empire. Okay, here's another one. You know that one? It sounds like the flute on Zelda. (laughs) I feel like I'm about to be transported into the underworld. It's Old Spice. Well, you don't. I'll wear Old Spice. Here we go. What's that one? Stanley Steamer. Okay, I was hoping you would yeah. get that one because... Good carpet cleaner. <laughs> Did you ever use Stanley Steamer? No. Okay. I don't think we had that back home when we were growing up. Here's another one. I know you knew that one. I know, but like, what? Liberty, liberty, liberty. <laughs> Called J.G. Wentworth. 877 seven, seven, like when an artist pulls their music off of Apple and people make generic versions. You did not get that. Okay, no. listen closely. Here's another one. See if you get this one correct. You know that one? <laughs> right, I'm going to do one more. One more. Give you a chance to redeem yourself. Rileys. Auto parts. 
Yes, yes. Well, I can't say that you did fantastic, but you did okay. Look, you played me the generic Apple, like, <laughs> artist won't let us put the music on here. Yes, there's so much. There's so much that I didn't play. There's ba da da ba ba I'm Loving It by McDonald's. There's Rice Aroni, the San, San Francisco, Francisco Treat. There is, what else? There's Campbell's. Mm. Mm, good. Remember that. <laughs> what about Toys R Us? I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. What about I want my baby back, baby back, baby back ribs, chilies, baby back ribs, barbecue sauce. What about Ace is the place where the helpful hardware are? No, that's not it, is it? Ace is the place where the helpful hardware, man. No. No. Well, I know the tune. I know the tune of it. So many. Can you think of any that... We just left off. Oh, gosh, I'm sure. Like, But, like, the ones that I think of, I think, were just, like, commercials that I watched at the time. Like, the 10, 10, 3, 2, 1. Because <laughs> I use that all the time. So, I remember that one. Ooh. Called 1-800-COLLECT. Nostalgia commercials. I mean, Nikki on the show thread, she says, Do people even watch regular TV with commercials like they used to? I watch Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Sundance, etc. Nikki, we've talked about this so much on the show that uh, we, people don't watch TV. We've said that before. People, we now are living in a time where people don't sit down and watch cable TV like they used to. And I don't re- really necessarily know that cable thing, cable TV is a thing like what we think. You know, when we actually had cable TV, we streamed it through our streaming box, could skip right through the commercials. I don't even know if real TV even really exists anymore. Yeah. I don't either. And it's amazing that their prices still are high. Astronomically high. Astronomically, and it it makes no sense. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take another break. we got lots more off the cuff coming at you live after these words. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. That was a fun segment, wasn't it? That was. I feel a little bad because I feel like I might have, you know, let my let my own self down just then with my inability to, like, recall information that's been beat into my head for years. Right. It would make more sense if my co-host was turning 23 uh-huh. instead of 33. Wow. I let everybody know again how old you were going to be. And I love that. And if you guys would like to watch me practice my wrestling moves, you can catch us outside after the show. <laughs> Amber, we are, we talked about summer at the top of the hour, and we're so excited to do summer activities. Going to the beach is something that a lot of people like to do. Do you like going to the ocean? Yes, absolutely. Looking for seashells? Um, no, not really. I have never been into that, primarily because I I don't do nothing with them after I find them. The ocean is a man's playground, and it's amazing if you think about it, that when God created the ocean, he allowed us to enjoy it. He didn't have to do that. He could have had the ocean just break off to where we couldn't touch it. But he allowed us to have a beach and for us to enjoy it. And I love it. And the reason I bring it up is because National Geographic announced last week that it is officially recognizing a new ocean. Okay. So there's four oceans. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. And I'm going to do it to you. Yeah. Can you name the four oceans? Atlantic, Pacific. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> you got it. You got to make Kelly Hall proud. Uh, no, Kelly Hall, please don't judge me. Um, let's see. What else do we got? Indian. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you know this one. I know. You know this next one. It's what's it start with? It's the cold one. The cold one. It's the it's the real cold. Antarctic. One. Antarctic. Yes. Look at there. Yes. So there are a total of four uh-huh. oceans in that the map recognizes. Mm-hmm. But according to National Geographic, they will be recognizing a fifth ocean okay. on the world map. It's called the Southern Ocean, and the change marks. The first time in over a century that the organization has redrawn the world's ocean maps, which have historically only included four, the mm-hmm. Atlantic, the, the Pacific, the Indian, and the Arctic Oceans. The Southern Ocean has long been recognized by scientists, but because there was never an agreement internationally, nobody ever really recognized it officially. So now National Geographic is officially going to recognize it. The Southern Ocean, I'm sure, is not a place that we will ever visit because it stretches from Antarctic's coastline to 60 degrees south latitude, excluding the Drake Passage and the Scotia Sea, according to the National Geographic map. The newest body of water makes it the second smallest after uh, the Arctic. And the waters encircling the southern continent have a distinct ecological characteristic, including its unique current patterns, better known as the uh, Antarctic Current. So, the ACC makes the water around the Antarctic colder and slightly less salty than those in the north, which helps transport heat around the world and store carbon in the deep ocean. So, that's amazing. I mean, that's, that's really amazing that there's another ocean that we're recognizing. The ocean is a fascinating place if you really sit down and think about it. I mean, Amber, really, what is living in our oceans? I absolutely do not want to know. I do not. I think that would be so scary if I did know. And I mean, if you, if you think about what is actually living there and what's under there, because our whole world is pretty much water. What is yeah. it, 70%? Something like that. Yes, like a huge... Huge percentage uh, yeah. of our surface is I water. It, I have it here. It says our oceans cover more than 70% of the Earth's surface. That needs to be explored. Do you really want it to be explored, though? Yes. Why? Curiosity, like... what? Curiosity killed the cat. And I think sometimes we get a little too curious. If we's meant to see it, sunlight would reach it. The majority of life on Earth is aquatic. I can see that, yes. Yes. Uh, less than It says an incredible 94% of the Earth's living species that exist within the oceans. That's crazy. 94% of the Earth's living species exist in oceans. And there's going to be thousands down there, especially like microorganisms and thing like, things like that, that we have not even classified yet. That's why I don't know about exploration. Here's another fact. Less than 5% of the planet's oceans have been explored. Less than 5%? Less than 5%. <laughs> and we've got at least 70% that we've covered. So there's a, a there's a 65% coverage rate that we still don't have. That's insanity. The world's longest mountain chain is underwater. We are from the mountains. We know what mountains look like. Mm-hmm. But the biggest mountains are actually underwater in the ocean. <laughs> That's wild to even think about. It truly is. There are more historic artifacts under the sea than in all of the world's museums. I can definitely see that. Yeah, that's another fact. I mean, think about it. The Titanic's under there. Think about how many ships have went down. JFK Jr.'s plane went down. All the famous planes. That Malaysia plane is somewhere in the ocean. Mm-hmm. All of the, of the ships and the planes over time have... Have and all the things that have been lost in the Bermuda Triangle. Yes. That used to fascinate me when I was growing up. The Bermuda Triangle? Yes. I always wanted to go there. Yes. Get lost. And it's, uh, it, 
Another fact here says that over 70% of our planet's oxygen is produced by the ocean. Mm-hmm. We need the water. We need it. We got to have it. Mm-hmm. Another fact here, it's possible to find rivers and lakes beneath the ocean. Well. How cool is that? There's there's lakes and rivers <laughs> in the ocean. Another fact, around 50% of the U.S. lies beneath the ocean. Well. Think about that. Not only does a large part of the planet exist beneath the ocean, but so does the United States. That's that's wild. And finally here, another fact is the Pacific Ocean is the world's largest ocean and contains around 25,000 islands. I've been to the Pacific and I've been to the Atlantic. I am a fan of both. Absolutely. I like the Atlantic just like the Pacific. I I they bring two different. They bring two different types of vibes for me. For sure. Yeah. Pacific is bigger waves. Atlanta is more subtle and vacationy. Well, I mean, I think they're both vacationy. I'll just say that you know I've been in the Pacific, you know, in July around this time on two separate occasions, and dude, the water was like fifty. It was crazy. You know, I'm outside and I'm walking around, and it's so nice, and the water is so cold and frigid. Mm. Yes. Ain't like that over here. I know. The ocean, it's a fascinating place. It, it is. And I think there are cures that still could cure things. Maybe a cure for AIDS is somewhere deep on our ocean's floor. Maybe a plant that our ocean floor has on it that's mm-hmm. not yet been discovered. And that plant could cure AIDS. It could cure cancer. <laughs> it could cure, who knows, it could cure blindness there's so much if only five percent of our ocean has been explored Mm -hmm. if only five percent of our ocean has been explored we still got 95 percent of that sucker to be looked upon buddy you's reaching all the way to the pacific from here with that one wouldn't you (laughs) (laughs) but you gotta think about like the things that could that could benefit us that's in the ocean that we don't even know well you know sometimes i like to think that you know there's things in this world we don't know or we can't readily get to them for a reason mm-hmm. and uh i ain't gonna tempt fate right have you seen have you ever googled and looked at some of the species no are... absolutely not why would you do that oh i do that all the time why? i just look at some of the things that uh these submarine people i don't know what you call them these i don't know who these people are that go into the ocean like and, explorers and explorers deep, deep diver deep explorers divers. and stuff like they that. post pictures of their discoveries the we don't know what all lives in that ocean no and i i want to keep it that way so i can continue to enjoy it when i do go i still don't know what all lives behind me in my hometown in <laughs> i was gonna say i don't even know but, what all lives behind me right now so in you, my house. you could you could know <laughs> i mean that's pretty mind-blowing when you think about what all still exists in that ocean that we don't that we don't know. Yeah, so don't sign me up for that exploration tour. And there are five oceans now, but National Geographic is changing it. I don't know if other world maps are going to change with it. So I wish we could come to a consensus on what the real answer is, because <laughs> in schools is the answer four or five now. Which well, one are they going to recognize? I mean, how do we how do we do the planet? Exactly. How many planets are there? We grew up always knowing there were thinking there were nine. Well, I always grew up thinking my very eager mother, what just ate nine pickles or just fed us nine pickles or something like that. I've, I've, I don't remember it like that. Uh, my very 
No. I uh, forget it. I can't remember it. But I think it's a perfect time after that to relax, roll down them windows, and enjoy a little stick figure. It's their new song. It's called Paradise. Roll down them windows, relax. And this is Off the Cuffs Song of the Week. We'll be right back after the song. I want to update everybody on this story because I don't want to leave people hanging. We've talked about the Knott County Superintendent job. Yeah. And we talked about they were still looking for, uh, they appointed a, they appointed a interim. Yes. The other day when we talked on the air. Well, now Knott County has officially hired a Mm -hmm. superintendent. They went ahead and made that interim their official superintendent. So congratulations to Brent Hoover, who is now the official superintendent of Knott County. It was an unanimous decision by the board. So everybody wants him. Or, or maybe it was an unanimous decision, yeah, by the board of the hiring committee. I mean, it was, it's cool to think that one of my former teachers is now the superintendent. Now, I never had Mr. Hoover as a teacher, but, uh, you know, he was uh, my neighbor. So congratulations, Mr. Hoover. I think it's a... Great individual to put in there, especially so, represent our area. You said that last time on the air that uh, that your he lived beside your papa. So did you? What was it like growing up next to a teacher? Well, you know, I never really seen him. The only time I really ever seen him was they would come out and wash their cars all the time, and I thought, dang man, why y'all wash your cars all the time? Like how many times can a man wash his car? Yeah, like you just washed it yesterday. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, you know, I never had him in school, so I never looked at him like that. Uh, he was always just the dude that lived by my papa. Okay. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got one more segment to go. We'll be right back after these words. Stick with us. I see no changes. Wake up in the morning and I ask myself. It's like first living, should I blast myself? I'm proud of being born, even worse, I'm black. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Last segment of the hour. Amber is also in studio with me. Some people call this man the king of pop, the king of, not king of pop, king of rap. I was going to say, it don't sound like Michael Jackson to me. Tupac Shakur. Unpopular opinion, I think he's overrated. I'm going to let you sit over there and stew on that comment. He's okay. I think that because of his death is why he is so famous. If he was still alive, he would be putting out good music, but he would flow right into the mix with the other rappers. We wouldn't be still considered oh, the greatest, the greatest. And these people that say that Tupac is the greatest of all time couldn't name more than five songs. And I'm sorry, if you think somebody's the greatest, you should be able to name more than than five songs. But I bring up Tupac Shakur is because Jada Pinkett Smith brought him up the other day because Tupac, if he was still alive, it would have been his 50th birthday this year. Wow. Do you know the history behind Jada Pinkett Smith and Tupac Shakur? I know that they were very good friends. Best friends. Yes. They met on the first day of high school. Wow. And I always find it fascinating with people from the same high school become equally just as famous. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it, I mean it's just it's amazing to think that I mean, we were talking about that with Mick Foley and Kevin James, how they were both grew up together, and then Kevin James became an actor, and Mick Foley became 
all, the uh, greatest hardcore champion of all time. Yeah, and, and same thing with Jada Pinkett. Went on to be an actress, Mary Will Smith, and, and then Tupac was just a famous rapper. But Jada Pinkett, she got on... She got online on her Instagram, and she posted a handwritten letter that she'd never shared with the world before, Mm -hmm. and it was a letter from Tupac Shakur addressed to Jada. It was a poem he wrote about her. Wow. And I always think that they liked each other more than they let on. I always think that. Probably. And I I think that they never told each other. Mm -hmm. I think they were best friends, and that was what was important, but I think that they... They uh, liked each other a lot. Now, I have some audio of Jada speaking about her relationship with Tupac. <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> well, that's Tupac, though. But here is Jada talking about her relationship with Tupac Shakur, just to give you a little background information. This is from a old interview about 10 years ago okay. when she was talking about him. So here she talks about... Tupac Shakur, and I guess it would help if I unmuted it. It was the first day, and he came over to me and introduced himself. Um, And in high school, Pac was a little funny looking. Definitely, from looking at him, wasn't necessarily like the type of cat that I would even like deal with, you know. But as soon as he approached me he was like a magnet it was like once once you paid attention to him he kind of sucked you in um and we hit it off from that moment on he would tell me all the time jada you're gonna be a star you know what i mean like pot come on he's like you're gonna be a star you got it you just got it i don't think either one of us really thought that we would have made it in the way that we did but we knew we were going to do something He was one of my best friends. Um, He was like a brother. And uh, sorry. He was a I mean, it was beyond friendship for us, you know, as far as just, uh, it's really difficult to explain because the type of relationship we had, you only get that once in a lifetime, so. They were very close, needless to say. And here is a handwritten poem, never heard before by anybody until the other day when Jada released it. And here she is talking about the poem Pac wrote to her. As many of you know, today is Pac's birthday. He would have been 50 this year. And Sorry, folks. As many of you know, today is Pac's birthday. He would have been 50 this year. And of course, you know, I went down memory lane over the years. Pac wrote me many letters and many poems, and I don't think this one has ever been published, honestly. He had a song called Lost Souls on um, the gang-related soundtrack, but I believe this was the original concept because he wrote this, I believe, when he was at Rikers. 
And I was like, I don't think he would have minded that I share this with you guys. Some say nothing gold can last forever. And to believe this, I need no proof. I have witnessed all that was pure in me and be changed by the evil men can do. The innocence possessed by children once lived inside my soul, but surviving years with criminal peers has turned my warm heart to cold. I used to dream and fantasize, but now I'm scared to sleep, petrified not to live or die, but to awaken and still be me. It is true that nothing gold can last. We will all one day see death. When the purest hearts are torn apart, lost souls are all that's left. Down on my knees, I beg of God to save me from this fate. Let me live to see what was gold in me before it's all too late. Pac. Interesting. After knowing what happened to him, ultimately, it's it's amazing. And uh, you can tell she still hurts. And the Will Smith memes have been going around like crazy. Because like, I wish that he would like ban her from the for like from being in the public. Because <laughs> yet again, the man looks just he's like per- a fool. He, he just looks like a fool, and he's probably so heartbroken again. Because let's go ahead and bring Bozo the Clown back. Will but, Smith play real good because the love of his life is professing her love for all these other men. Yeah. So it's too much. It is too much. But Tupac Shakur, he was killed in a drive-by shooting in 1997 when he was just 25 years old. So 25 years ago. But ladies and gentlemen, that about does it for this week's edition of Off the Cuff. You can follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. You can follow Amber, the co-host, at Amboo447. You can follow me, the host, at The Adam Banks. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Amber Turner. I am Adam Banks, and this is Off the Cuff. We'll catch you down the road.